All right, welcome to the run. This is one of your hosts, Clayton Tillery, along with Coach Scott Griffith and Coach Zach Tyler. Hey, uh, we're here with one thing to talk about the state meet. Uh, before we get into that, we, we did have a couple of athletes this last week um, in action at NCAA Regionals. I know a big shout out to Liz Galarza. I ran into Coach Drosky at Meet of Champions uh, yesterday. He talked about how proud of you that he was. I know we're always proud of you. Um, but he talked about how you got out really well and you worked really hard. And now, guess what? Liz Galarza is going to become the first ever West Forsyth High School cross country athlete to go to NCAA Nationals. Yeah, the big dance. That's uh, that's huge for Liz. It's huge for our program. We hope that it provides inspiration for all of our athletes that if you have aspirations for running at the next level, if you've got an appropriate amount of talent, and if you work really hard, uh, there's doors available for you at all different levels. A whole lot of doors open at a lot of different levels if you really look. Yeah, you know, Zach, you uh, – First year with us coming from coaching in college, you've taken kids to national championships. You've been there. Big deal, big races. Not easy to get to. No, it's, it's definitely not, and it gets harder and harder. <laughs> yeah. So, Liz, we're proud of you. Um, great job. Uh, we're going to be pulling for you this next week. Um, coach, John Green. Yep, shout out to John Green and uh, his Lipscomb team. Uh, I don't think John ran as good as he would have liked to. I don't think the Lipscomb team performed as well as he would have liked to. But, again, he's running at Division One, making the top seven on a program that has about 20 or 25 athletes on it, which is a little bit of an anomaly in college. They usually keep those teams pretty small. So a uh, big accomplishment for him. And also next Saturday um, here up in Gainesville at the site of where they used to hold the Coach Wood race. Yep. They're going to be running the D2 regional that my daughter, Caitlin Griffith, will be running in, and also Madison Bowers, another uh, West Forsyth alumni. Absolutely. I know uh, Zach and I are good friends with North Georgia coach Tom Williams, and uh, we talked to him back in the summer. We coached together up at Smoky Mountain Running Camp. Uh, coach Tyler and I, Zach and I, are going to go over. We're actually going to work the meet. Um, I just thought it would be really interesting uh, – very fortunate my daughter's actually being recruited by a couple of schools that are going to be there so i'm really interested to see kind of what those schools have to offer and uh she could possibly wind up being teammates with your daughter again i think that'd be really cool yeah that'd be fun and i think <laughs> i don't i think the boys go off at around nine o'clock ish and then the girls run at 10 or ten fifteen or something like that but if you're interested and you want to see some uh you know good high level college cross country it's close yeah it won't be far away definitely uh Head over there. We've actually raced on that property several times, and uh, it's going to be fun. So, the task at hand, let's talk about the day that was, I don't know, we had mixed feelings to begin with that ended with bunches of smiles, and uh, then when we got to the second race, I, dude, I was pretty happy. Well, I, I could not be more proud of West Forsyth High School cross country than I was on that day. I had to run away really quickly after that race. My niece was getting married, and I had a whirlwind day getting out to Austin. So uh, I apologize for not getting a chance to speak to as many of the athletes, as many of the kids who came out to support, um, friends and family after that race, to say a personal thank you for everything you did to make that day incredibly special. Zach, what was your general thoughts on the day? Uh, from uh, your perspective well I mean it's again like the, I mean the haze in the barn right so everything that we're going to do um, we didn't really have to do much coaching we got there we got we lucked out with weather um, beautiful weather of course even ran really well um, the kids were were stoked and honestly they were pretty calm um, I mean they were very well collected and, and confident in what their abilities up to that point and they went out there and every single one of those kids did their absolute best you know, I got to say, uh, I appreciate the GHSA and their ability in the games committee to make a decision to keep all the teams off the course prior to racing. Uh, if you don't know, we were only allowed to get on the course at our assigned race time. It was a great decision. It preserved the course. Uh, the, the racing was good. About four years ago, we had an absolute mud fest over there. Um, I'll get into some other particulars. Several people showed up to watch this race. Most of the team showed up to watch this race. Parents showed up to watch this race. Um, 
it takes a village, and, and we had a really good village that day. So let's jump right into guys. What you got, Scott? Yeah, so, I mean, I guess the big elephant in the room that we have to address, uh, especially for those of you who weren't able to come and see the meet, the, the start of the state meet is pretty spectacular. Uh, we've talked about it before, laughing. It's like going to see some sort of an old battle movie where people are charging at one another. The only difference is they've got spikes on instead of with battle axes. Well, we got to see that start two times. Well, we did. Uh, so false start on the first one. They called it back. I never saw actually the fall on the I'm first one. I'm not sure if it was a I, false I start. I think it was a timing issue. Actually, I talked to a couple other coaches. There was a guy that fell on the the side of the course away from the road. He was in the very okay. back. Uh, about 10 yards in, went down, so they called it back right away. And usually that's a pretty good advantage because it lets the kids sort of get their initial nerves out of the way. It's like getting a last good hard strider. And also maybe sometimes takes away a little bit of that initial aggression to where you can run, you know, a little bit smarter. Yeah. Um, you know, we uh, we addressed with the kids the night before at our team meeting, hey, let's plan for there to be a fault start. Yeah. That way if you get out there – and it doesn't happen, then you, you're settling into your race. It's all systems go. If it does happen, shake the legs out, turn around, jog back. You just got a good hard strider. Uh, I definitely agree with what you say. It, it kind of takes the nerves off the top a little bit, settles everybody down, and it's kind of like the first couple plays of a, a watching a college football game. Those guys are so hyped up, and then you can tell after a couple plays they start thinking, okay, the hype's kind of over. I got to sell in. I've got to do my job here and help my team and do exactly what I'm supposed to do. So uh, first start gets called back. We come back. Uh, I was pretty excited with the positioning of the guys after the first start. We, we talked about what we wanted to avoid. And uh, so then uh, they get up there, the gun fires. From my perspective, standing on the hill, I see the start. I see them clear the 100-meter line. And I'm like, great, we're on our way. And I turn around, and I jog off to the half mile. Scott, tell us what I missed seconds later. Yeah, so I did the same thing, and I actually took video um, and then ran off thinking everything was in a really good space. Right at about 150 meters where the course pinches in and takes a slight turn uphill and towards the right is a congested place. And we talked to the boys about this ahead of time. We actually encouraged them. We gave them a, a point out in the distance that was a telephone pole and tried to get them, if they could, to trend left to stay out of that pinch point. Now, because we were good this year and we got second in our, in our area, the better teams start toward the middle, which means you get pressure on both sides of you from teams. And also they put a lot of the individual qualifiers that are fast kids on the far sides of the course. Yeah, they always get the outside starting spots at the state. So there tends to be pinching from both sides. We got forced a little bit toward the middle, a little bit towards where we didn't want to be. And up at the tip of the spear in about 10th and 11th, a couple of guys just – uh, harmlessly clipped legs and piled on the ground in front of the entire field. And when that happened, mayhem ensued. A lot of kids were checking up all over the place, feet over the back. And when the smoke had cleared, uh, our team leader and number one guy and the first guy to qualify for the state made all four years for us, Jeremy Erickson, was Last guy to lead the field. Yep. Yeah. Well, outside of Tyler Doty, yeah. Tyler <laughs> never left, left the field. <laughs> Tyler, that was as far as he made it. So his state meet experience right now is 150 meters. He went over to the medical tent, dinged up his knee, had some spike wounds. Jeremy took a couple of nice spike wounds to his body. <laughs> yeah. Hip. Yeah. Yes. Lower legs. Yeah. His hip yeah. area. <laughs> I like to call them skin injuries. They'll uh, – Scars are cool, man. You always get to talk about scars. Uh, so, yeah, I stopped by about halfway through the race as the guys had just cleared uh, the hill for the first time just to check on Tyler. And uh, he had a really nasty gash on top of his knee. And I know for two or three days after, um, he had still had a lot of swelling in there. But um, nothing he could do there. The officials were on top of him right away. Uh, and, I, you know, get to a half mile. They come by and there's no Tyler and someone's like, Tyler's out of the race. I'm like, what? Yeah, well, at about a half mile, somebody told me Tyler was in the medical tent. I was trying to figure out how you could be in the medical tent at, when the race was only three yeah, minutes yeah. old. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, if, if you hurt yourself, if you were 400 meters there, you couldn't crawl back to the medical yeah. tent that quickly. So I was hoping it was misinformation. It turned out to be actually true. Yeah, yeah. and they said Jeremy had fallen <laughs> and... 
at that point, he had basically caught up to our team. Uh, can't blame him there. Uh, my senior year at State, I fell on the starting line, just foot went out from underneath me. And even though we talked about it, hey, if you get knocked down, get up, settle into your race pace, I can't blame him. I, I made the same mistake uh, as, a, uh, as a senior in high school. And I, sometimes I don't know that it is a mistake because it puts you in positions to really battle for your team. Um, but, uh, man, I sure am glad he scrambled, got up. Because what we're going to talk about here in the next few minutes is how big of a total team effort it was for us to go from 12th in 2017 to the podium in 2018. Yeah, and, and we're so proud of the guys because in spite of you know some circumstances that weren't what we hoped for, it was the first time in West history that we've been one of those top four teams, and we really felt like the team this year belonged up there. Um, we had talked as coaches before, and we felt like that we could survive – one of our guys either having just a really bad day for whatever reason. We, we weren't – Just one. Yeah, we weren't sure we could survive two. No, Zach, you and I talked about that, and, and we really felt like, all right, if, if one guy, like, doesn't have a great day, we're still going to be – we're still going to make podium. Because even in the top four guys, I mean, I feel like they did a pretty good job at rotating throughout the – towards the end of the season. Yeah. Um, when it comes to just who's got it that day. Yeah. So – one person kind of drops off a little bit. That next person takes care of business and, and helps his teammate and the team. So I really think that this was a full-on effort from yeah. every single person. I mean, we were even yelling at Logan at the end. You know, he was our sixth guy because we don't have seven anymore. And we're yelling at him from the get-go right when we find that out because we were all, I think, still in shock at that, that this has happened to us. And we're looking at him like, hey, you count today, so you better make it happen. Yeah, you know, I've coached for – 20 plus years and I've never been to a state meet and I've been to a lot of them. I'm very fortunate, very blessed to coach good athletes. I've only ever missed one state meet completely in cross country. Um, but I've always finished the number of athletes we started. I've never had a kid uh, fall out of a state meet. Um, and, and at that, this kid didn't, you know, Tyler did not fall out of the state meet. He was basically put out of the state meet. Um, but, you know, as coaches, you know, I had to really calm down and reset my mind and look at where we were at at that point because at that point we were pretty far out of position of our game plan. So we really had to settle in and and go to work after the first mile, and the kids did just that. You know, when I stopped by and saw Tyler, I'm like, hey, this thing's not over. Your teammates are out here working as hard as they can for you right now trying to get you on that podium and getting you – a medal that we feel like you guys all so deserve. Yeah, and this race ran a little bit different than the way some guy state meets have run over the last several years because the, those really cold temperatures, so again, for those of you who weren't there, it was under 40 degrees at the start, and it felt chilly. It was, 36. It, it was it was actually like cold out to the point to where we had the kids before the start all bundled up in these big swim parka jackets to you know keep them from freezing in their, their uh, tanks and their shorts at the starting line. But because that really cold temperature, it allowed the kids to go out pretty hard. So the opening pace at the first mile would probably be a little faster for our guys than what I would have prescribed. But because of those cold temperatures, you're allowed to keep rolling pretty good. And there weren't nearly as many kids that you see typically in a 7A state boys race that are completely falling apart in the last half mile because that hard first mile you know, caught up with them at the end and they were starting to kind of run out of juice. Yeah, so Reese Cato went out and did his thing, led our team, 15th place at the state meet, big run, uh, just under 17 minutes, which is really fast on that course. And only John Green has ever placed uh, lower than that at the state meet, so that's a huge accomplishment for Reese, and we, uh, we see podium in his future for next year. Yes. Oh, absolutely, uh, and you know, I think several of our guys with the, the appropriate amount of work and, and willingness to commit to each other, much like they did throughout this season, will make another large jump. And there's a couple other guys that have the opportunity there. Oh, there's no doubt. Um, second on our team, out of nowhere, I believe you told me he was 29th at our team time trial, uh, Josh Wedby. It was actually 19th, Coach, but, but still, to go from 19th on West Forsyth's team to uh, 39th in the state meet out of all the best boys in the largest classification is the comeback of the year. Yeah, 
that's and we're proud of you. you you worked hard you worked appropriate well and you have to have a belief in yourself it would be really easy to become discouraged so josh um, had some problems uh physically so he laid off track season last year tried to recover and when he came back and started training he was in a big hole so yeah. for athletes on the team who aren't going to run track with us in the spring and want to be good at cross country just please for your own well-being you need to continue to be a regular runner because if you don't you put yourself in a really big hole unfortunately josh was talented enough to where he could train and make it back up to a place to where he could be a super high level contributor for the team and end up our second best finisher at the state meet uh, i'd like to see what happens when he does track and winter training track and summer training see where he ends up next year yeah he's one of the guys that i really think has a shot if he puts it all together Yes. Really and truly. And, you know, you know, one of the things you touched on a while ago was the confidence piece. And uh, Josh, and then finishing right behind Josh was Stephen Graffius. The confidence these two gained over the last month of the season, confidence that it gave us as coaches in our team. And I, I, to be honest, that calmness, I think, really helped us during races at the starting line when we're more confident in their abilities and know exactly what they're going to do, that they go out at the appropriate pace, that, you know, Tillery's not freaking out because we're not in position right from the get-go, because uh, I do tend to do that, folks. Uh, Graphius, two spots back, 41st, 17-24. Yeah, and we we did uh, post-race feedback like we always do, and what Stephen put on, on his that I'll share with you guys, because I don't think it's out of confidence, is that if he had one thing he would have done differently during this year if he could is that in the earlier part of the season he might have taken some of his workouts a little bit more seriously and so again for all of you other potential Steven Graffiuses that are out there on our team that going into the season wouldn't have expected to be on the state team being a high level contributor running as fast as Steven did don't make the mistake Steven did take yourself seriously starting now yeah. run this winter do the things that are necessary, and you may be completely surprised by what you turn into. You may be next year Stephen Graffius. That, that's some of the best advice I've ever had uh, given to me is, you know, every year you start the year off, and you're like, oh, this is where I want to be. Um, now, as an athlete wanting to get somewhere, you got to work hard to get there, but uh, for yourself and who you want to be as a person, if you can already think of how, who you want to be and how you want to be, go ahead and be it because you don't know what's going to happen from now until the end of the school year um, or end of the season. Uh, you're going to be something much better than what you thought. Yeah, life, goes, life goes along a different path if you set a goal. If you set a goal, you trend towards that path. If you don't have any goals, then you just end up wherever you are. It's like driving a car without a roadmap. Mm -hmm. We'd all be lost without our phones. Trent Bell, <laughs> 1726, 43rd. I believe you've got the stat of six fastest freshman all class. Yep, and we've talked about him all year. He's been uh, phenomenal. He's only going to get better. Uh, he's highly competitive. He's very coachable. I mean, he's everything that you would want in an athlete. He, he did not run the state meet like a typical freshman. And, and if he runs the state meet like a typical freshman, makes a typical uh, freshman mistake. We don't make podium. We don't make podium. Yeah. And we and he was a, the fastest freshman in that in our race, correct? Yes, I want to say top, he was. I believe he's the top freshman in seven A. So uh, yeah, there you go. The sky's the limit there, right? I mean, <laughs> it, it's hard to even you know. I do all the math and look at all this stuff. It's sort of hard to project how good he may become yeah. by the time he's through. And and for again, you know, we remind you guys about this the whole time. You will continue to get better at distance running until you're in your late 20s, maybe even early 30s, if you approach it consistently over a long period of time. So you just get better, you get better, you get better, you get better, you get better. And this kid, you know, I'm looking at him as the kind of guy that we want to care for carefully as coaches because I believe he's got a nice future for running beyond just these years at West Forsyth yes. High School. Absolutely. Uh, fifth place. Talk about leading your team, being the last guy to lead the field. Get up, battle for every spot. Jeremy Erickson, 1737, 59th place. Not where we thought he would end up, but I got to tell you, that's probably one of the more 
courageous races I've seen him run. And I think Jeremy will be as proud of that as if he had run into the top 10 like we hoped and had been able to stand down there and get the individual medal. And and, and I talked to his dad about it and, and heard what Jeremy's take on this is, is that he said, Dad, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm not disappointed. I'm really proud of what I did. And yeah. we're really proud of you too, Jeremy. Heck yeah. Because this is the kind of stuff that makes a difference. Sometimes life kicks you right in the teeth. And he found a way to continue to thrive and be happy about it. And he was genuinely happy about the team. Yeah. And that, that's a senior for you. That's the kind of leader you want to have on your team because then you're going to have Trent Bell who's going to be following that and, and having that influence from that senior. And all of them are great leaders, I think. And I think our future for our guys just to have that mentality going into the season next year and even track season this year, it's going to be something special. You know, and that's one of the things we talk about all the time. You do not have to be a captain to be a leader. Folks, that is exactly what being a leader looks like. Just setting the example, doing the right thing, and when you're down, not having a pity party, just going, all right, this is where I'm at. Is this what I got to do? Let's get down to business. And that's not normal. I mean, if I were Jeremy, I can tell you, I probably would have had myself a little bit of a pity party. Yeah, I might have folded shop a little. Yep. <clears throat> so, um, sixth place for us, our final finisher on the day, uh, Logan Rouse broke 18. We figured if he got sub 18.10 was a good day for him. Ran 17.57, finished 87. But let me tell you, you know, you talk all the time about things aren't created equal. Not all sixth-place finishes are equal. Not a bit. So, final standings come out. We tie Brookwood again. We tied (laughs) Brookwood last year at the state meet. Their sixth guy was substantially better than our sixth-place guy. But our sixth-place guy was substantially better than their sixth-place guy. So, everybody gets a medal on the stand. We claim our first trophy in school history on the boys' side because everybody did their job, not yep. one guy. Yep. So because of that, we'll, we'll go ahead. We, we deliberated on, well, who are we going to pick for runner of the week? You know, you got Cato who goes out and gets a top 15. We got Wedby who was nowhere even to be seen on a JV team at the first time trial of the year. When he gets 39th at the state meet, it's number two. Yeah. Graffia, same thing, out of nowhere. Trent Bell, outstanding freshman. Jeremy's effort for what he did. Logan Sild, the guys team. Guys, you are the runner of the week. <laughs> yep. Um, all, all six of you. If one of you does not do what you did and give the effort that you gave, none of you receive a, a, a reward on that day. And I'm not saying an award. The reward is the satisfaction of knowing you did something monumental and more importantly, did it together. And that's an extreme, I mean, like, I mean, I wish that we could, like, really kind of voice how incredible that effort is because I don't, I mean, South maybe, but I don't think anybody could do what we did today if they had the same situation that they were put in. Yeah, I think it'd be tough to take the number one guy on any other team, put him on his, on his back, get run, trampled, and the number three guy not make it further than 150 meters and still end up on the podium. That was pretty amazing. To put it into perspective, um, when you take the all classification deal and you throw it into a virtual meet and pretend they all ran the same race on the same day, our guys end up eighth all class. So from 12th in 7A to eighth all class, even given all those circumstances. Take that all day long. A plus. A plus. So guys, great season, a great effort. Uh, couldn't be more proud of the effort that you guys gave to each other at the state meet. I say each other because I don't feel like you give efforts for your coaches or your parents or the people that cheer you on. Because once that gun goes off, nobody can help you but each other. And we hope that that point's been gotten across. But more importantly, you guys now see exactly what we're talking about, how you do that together. So uh, check A plus in the column for the guys. Yeah, and, and Clayton, I just want to say again as inspiration to these guys that we've got coming back. We have a lot of extremely talented, highly motivated, really good kids that are coming back for next year. 
the sky is the limit for what you can accomplish, we're going to ask even a little more of you guys um, going forward in terms of your commitment to training and your commitment to doing what is necessary to reach your full potential because now you've got just a little taste of what this feels like. And what you want to be able to do is you want to be able to leave a legacy for your teammates to where the expectation is, is that this is just what we do, that this is the kind of program that we want to be involved with. And then when you get to be in your 20s or your 30s or your 40s, they're going to still be kids that are making the podium at West Forsyth High School. And you'll be able to say, I was part of that. I, w- I was part of the reason why that happened. So uh, expect, expect us to ask a little bit more out of you because you've got more to give. Hey, and, and real quick, Dodie, I know we didn't really go over your ace because you didn't get much of a race. But we're proud of you, buddy. You uh, you did all you could for the team, and that was definitely not in your hands. And uh, we know you're going to be hey, – you're one of those guys on our radar. You're talented. You do the work. You could be one of those guys winding up on the podium if you want to. Tyler's average 5K time for this season was the fastest ever accomplished by anyone at West Forsyth for a sophomore. So he was faster than Jeremy was when he was a sophomore. He was faster than John Green was when he was a sophomore. So, again, the uh, the progression off of that level of accomplishment looks pretty terrific to me, Coach. So, great. Let's talk about another Herculean effort. Uh, man, I, I'm, I, it's unreal, the effort that the girls gave at the state meet and the way they ran. I know when I ran up on you over – at the uh, where the girls were coming out, I think both of us were a little teary eyed to be honest. And it was happy tears, man. Happy's good, but like I just, I don't know. I, I it, it was unreal. It was emotional for me for them to run that well. Um, obvious reasons. My daughter's last race, um, first time I got to see her finish a high school race. I always stay out usually three, four hundred meters from the finish for every kid. Our kids ran so good, they were all really close to each other. I was able to get over to the finish, and I was on the rope uh, there about 15 meters out from the finish and got to watch every last kid finish. And, and I'm going to tell you something. We go to the state meet usually, and we're worried about bleeding spots down that hill. You folks were world beaters coming down that hill. I believe the girls coined the term sprint battle the day before. And, uh, yeah, we won those. Well, so we live in a world full of lots of false accolades and people getting patted on the back for things that maybe aren't all that monumental. Our girls really ran that good. They, They ran beyond my highest level of expectations, and I believed in them. I believed in our girls. I thought they were going to run great. I believe individually in all seven of those girls that that they have the potential to be awesome, and as a group, um, so much better than what I even thought. And that's that's just all you can ever ask for as a coach or an athlete. You cannot measure how good the day it was on what place that you stepped up on the podium because the goal of high school sports is not to win a state championship. You, you would like to. You think it's great, and, and it is a competitive sport, and you want to win. But what you want is athletes who are capable and prepared for being the very best that they can be and to work towards a team objective. And our girls did that. And when they do that, that's all you can ask. Yeah. It, it is. Zach. I mean, it, it is. I mean, these girls, they genuinely care about each other. And I think that has a lot to do with it as well. And, I mean, we say that for the girls, but the guys too. Our team as a whole does that. But these girls are something special. I mean, we were just going through some pictures and um, at the finish. And these girls, and they waited for – each one of their teammates cross that finish line to congratulate them, give them a hug, and and uh, I mean that kind of stuff. You can't you can't coach that, and I mean that's kind of something that your your that culture that's built has to create, and it allows us to coach it easier. It's, <laughs> coach it's, them easier. it's leadership. Yeah. It's servant leadership, serving each other and being leaders, and and I don't know maybe that term gets overused nowadays, but um, best girls performance ever in the history of our school and I, obviously I've been around for all of them I've, I've seen them uh, first year that we were here we finished second it's the highest debut by any GHSA team ever um, but I'll be honest we were, we were pretty lucky um, we were in 3A and it was a pretty down year uh, Westminster 
beat the poo out of us that day, <laughs> I think, by about 100 <laughs> points, um, uh, we would have swamped that team just completely. I think we may have had one girl that might have made our top seven that day. Um, fast forward, we get fourth here a few years ago with Haley Anderson and Liz Galarza both making the top ten. And those two might have been the only two that would have got in the mix with this seven girls. Um, lowest score ever? Uh, I've just got to believe you told me something about a stat about the last 20 years. Yeah, so our girls scored 129 points at the state meet, and we, that was good enough for fifth on the day because we That's ran, where we were. We ran into four teams that just were great and ran great all year and on the day performed better than we did. But that point total would have been on the podium each of the last 20 years and probably further Ugh. back because I stopped doing research. <laughs> but literally every single year for the last 20 years, 129 points puts you on the podium in the highest classification. Gosh. Uh, kudos, ladies. Uh, you know, we were standing around afterwards and someone's like, hey, Coach, do we make, you think we made the podium? Where do you think we finished? And I told him, like, and, and I'm still this way right now, I don't care where we finished. When you run that good and you exhibit that kind of care and energy to your teammates, we win. We may not win a trophy, but we win. Yeah. And uh, goals accomplished like A++ on the day for the ladies. So let's kind of roll through and break this down. Um, uh, Izzy goes out and leads most of the race with Haley kind of in tow. And they're rolling up through the field. 6.03 at the mile, which is sporty. That's pretty yeah. quick for them, but you know, <laughs> yeah. they, here's what they did all day. They got in the race and they fought and they hung on and they were just there for business. Yeah. Know? My, my fun stat um, that I shared with uh, Clayton yesterday was our first three finishers. So Haley, Izzy and Caroline all finished lower in place at the state meet than they had at the area meet two weeks earlier. That doesn't happen. No. That's not supposed to happen, Coach. It happened. It did. It happened. It That's happened. awesome. That's part of the part of one of the reasons why this was such an amazing performance. So standing there, coming down the hill, uh, Haley and Izzy are coming down together. Haley uh, barely edges out Izzy. Um, 21st, 22nd, 2009-06 to 2009-61. Um, I'll tell you, again, I was standing 15 yards out from the finish line. When they roar by me and I look up at the clock, I – couldn't believe that it said 20-0-something because <laughs> that's really fast on that course. Yeah, they, that that was probably, in all fairness, at least, or in the neighborhood of 20 seconds faster than what I thought. Absolutely. I thought 20-30 for those girls if they had a good day. I thought that was pretty honest. So uh, kudos to those two. Um, big race by Izzy. Yeah. Big Huge. race, especially she had an up and down last month of the season. It would be one week she'd be our one, one week she'd have something happen, and she wouldn't even score. Yeah, I mean, and, even, uh, even at area, she, I mean, we're looking here looking at stats too. And uh, 2010, she ran at area. I mean, it wasn't the greatest day for she, her. She ran and, faster at state, she I did at area. Yeah, that, that shouldn't that, happen. That doesn't happen. <laughs> that does not happen. Like, that's so, big time. That's great for so her. So, yeah, I, I just, when I got to her after the race, I just, I, you know, just looked at her and just told her how genuinely proud I was of her. Um, and she's going to be one of those seniors next year yeah. that we're going to be counting on for the same kind of leadership that we saw out of Jeremy all year. So, yeah. Izzy, yes. uh, we don't think it's putting any pressure on you to ask you to step up and be the leader that we know you can be. So, uh, two years in a row at State, Haley, uh, I believe she was 30th at area. Last year, she was 30th at the state meet. This year, she was, uh, I believe, what, 22nd at area and finished 21st at the state meet. I looked it up. She was the 12th kid <coughs> from our area at the state meet. 12th. Like, yep. you stand on the podium at the area, make all area, if you run that a week prior. Haley's, Haley's a gamer. She's got a lot of heart. She's not afraid of tough courses. Um, I was talking to one of our kids, I think, this last weekend when we were at the Race of Champions, and it was cold, and they were maybe complaining about it being cold, or, you know, we were talking about how the state meets hilly, and some people complain about that. And I was like, be the kind of kid who's muddy, I love muddy. Hilly, I love hilly. Cold, I love cold. Hot, I love hot. Because the more you can talk yourself into and your brain into – 
I'm, I'm up for this. I'm game for this. There's a much better chance that your body's going to be prepared and up for it and game for it. So I've, your daughter's one of those kinds of people I'm, who's, she's up for it. Coach. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure if we told Haley, mm-hmm. Hey, here's our schedule for this year. We're going to run six races. We're going to run Marist and we're going to run Carrollton and then we're going to run Marist and then we're going to run Carrollton and then we're going to run Marist and we're going to run Carrollton. She'd just smile. Yeah, she'd be good. I I saw videos this week of a marathon that they ran in Italy where it was in like a foot of water because the streets of of the city had flooded. And then I saw an Ironman triathlon down in Florida where it was so swampy like that. And your daughter would have been great in either one of those races. (laughs) (laughs) You know, though, that goes back to Liz Galarza. You know, we'd get ready to prepare for the state meet and Liz was, yay, hills. That was her deal. And if we were going to run hills in practice, she would bring that kind of energy to practice. So, um, you know, that's what you guys got to do for each other. You, you don't complain about things. You go out there and you, you put on your happy face and you get down to business when you're supposed to get down to business. Mm-hmm. And that's what championship athletes do. And it's also what people who are successful long-term at life do. So these are great habits, young people. If you want to try to form a habit, now is the time. And these are great ones. Okay. Finishing 27th on the day. And she was, first off, she was 27th at the uh, mile and a half and stayed 27th the whole race. Runs 2018 at Carrollton. Caroline Coggin. Unreal. Yeah, and and we talked about this a few seconds earlier. Um, One of the things that can't be discounted is because our team was pretty young in a lot of places and pretty inexperienced over at Carrollton, and we made a choice this year not to run the Invitational earlier in the season. We wanted to, we wanted to be down at Double Dip. It was closer. There was less, you know, wear and tear on travel on the athletes, and easier for our parents and fans to get to. Um, but there's an advantage to knowing that course and having run it enough times to be able to say, "All right, I know what I'm getting myself into." And we had several athletes, including Caroline who not only had never run it before, didn't even get a chance the day before the race because of the sloppy conditions to even jog it. She'd never seen it before. So for her to have the confidence to go out there and step into a sport where she doesn't have a lot of experience, she ran middle school track, but cross country, this is her first year, jump into the state meet with all of that hype, all the noise going on, all the big time on a course you've never seen before that's a tough course, and to go out there and just hammer and hammer and hammer and hammer is amazing. And what I'd say it again to all of our young athletes is don't be afraid of anything in your life. Don't let fear get in the way. And she's a great example for you on, hey, I'm just going to go out there and do the very best that I can on the day. And I don't have anything to be afraid of. Yeah. <laughs> she's another one that was an animal coming down the hill like nobody was getting by her. So uh, we appreciate you, Caroline, and all your efforts. Uh, Rachel Murray, 2023, that's, uh, again, we thought Haley and Izzy could run about 20-30 if things went great on the day. Here's Rachel running seven seconds under that time. Yeah, and she, and she ran up. And she, she looked good. She looked strong. She realized, I have to be in this. And going up those hills, I mean, she looked like she was honestly floating up the hills. And when everybody else was kind of, not our team, but all the other girls, you could just see just flying by. It looked like she, you were walking in a parade backwards, and you just see her flying by. 28th place right there off Caroline. What Rachel still does best is close out races, and she gained 10 spots um, in the last mile. And uh, the thing that we've been trying to work with Rachel all, all, all year is having the confidence to believe that you belong up, that you are capable of running with the fastest girls in the state, that you can still pull out that kick because – Biology made you that way, even running off of a harder pace. So as good as you ran, Rachel, there is more upside to you, young lady. You just got to keep keep on believing. Yeah. Don't stop believing, right? <laughs> There's a song about that. Breaking the song. Uh, Ava, like, the contribution she made to our team this year was crazy. Uh, JV athlete last year came in. Now a 1942 5K girl. Uh, we call her T-Rex, but we love her. Um, she keeps her hands right up there like T-Rex. But, man, it works. And she had a great state meet. Yeah, T-Rexes don't need long arms to eat up a lot of uh, their foe, and uh, Ava's the same <laughs> way. 2036 for 36th place. 
you had told me we were going to put our 536 place and not get a trophy, I'd have probably laughed at you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> but for the was, last 20 years, you would have, you would have been on board. It was that kind of a good good year for the teams in front of us. Uh, out what I thought was pretty appropriate, 613, which is still a little quick on that mile. Um, but, again, just hung really tough in the middle part of the race. Uh, we know she's mentally tough, works hard every week. Um, and just an incredible effort. I, 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 yeah, it's not much more I can say. It was just great. I'm just dumbfounded by all of you running so great and taking care of each other. Looking forward to having her back next year, Coach. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. uh, Ashley Hannigan, and who she... uh, was on the state team last year, got hurt, came back pretty much on a mission, uh, limping around quite a bit. Uh, first part of the year. I remember being out on those fields out there at the park when we were having some of our early practices and watching her limping around and and knowing she was doing her best and doing what she could do to to you know try to become the runner that she was capable of. But thinking this is gonna she she has a long way to come back when you're just running on a limp off of you know, knee surgery. Yep. Amazing. Oh, twenty yeah. twenty forty four for forty fifth place. Uh, one of the best number sixes in the field. Um, she actually, note of interest here, finished in front of Milton's number four. Yeah. <laughs> Let that sink in. Milton, who was on Pitas, the podium. Was on the podium. We put six in front of their four. And uh, that was what they had to do. They did what they had to do. And I knew for us to make podium, we were going to need a little help from a team in front of us. And, and kudos to them. They ran great. Yeah. Uh, and for those of you, again, who don't under, don't know and don't understand, anything under 21 minutes for a young lady on the state meet course is a heck of a run. There are some faster courses where 21 minutes is still very respectable, but it's a whole different level on the state meet course. Uh, maybe almost as much as a minute away from a PR course. So the kind of young lady who runs 21 minutes on a really flat, fast course with perfect conditions is generally you know, closer to 22 minutes on that state course. So under 21 minutes for Ashley is phenomenal. And then Rachel Sexton, 21-11, got a little lean in the last mile. Uh, wasn't feeling the best. Finished 57? Yeah. I'll take that. Oh, yeah, no <laughs> All doubt. day long. Yeah, no doubt. We've had, a, we've had a lot of times at the state meet where our scoring fifth runner wasn't as good as 57. No. And there are a lot of teams on that day who didn't have their scoring fifth I believe fifth Haley runner. was our number three two years ago in 49th. Right. So that tells you what kind of a day, monumental day our athletes had there. And and Rachel um, ran doggedly with her teammates for as far as her body would allow her on yes. that day. So she was running right with uh, Rachel Murray. She was running right with Ava. She was, she was like grim death holding on to those girls as long as she could. A little bit of a trouble then. We actually talked a little bit about, I think that she's going to be the kind of girl who's going to be better off, maybe a little bit easier pace like my daughter used to be. Yes. And then to be able to run through fields and to have that kind of level of confidence. So hopefully we found that last little tweak because she's got all the heart in the world, Coach. There's I, 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 Zero doubts. I'll never challenge yeah, her heart. I love watching her race. So just she's a little bit of a strategy change, fighter. and I think she uh, finishes that race off the way that she wants to 21 next year. 11 very close still, to 20. Yeah, still great. Very, yeah, 57th. Still uh, great. Uh, again, uh, ladies, all seven of you, amazing day. Uh, yeah, there's not much more you can say about it. Just, yeah, here's my fun so stat, good. though, because I have to be the stat guy. When you do the all-classification merge, West Forsyth High School, sixth all-classification. We were 22nd last year, by the way. 22nd last <laughs> year. Um, fifth in the... The uh, 7A race last year, and now we're sixth all classification, and it's not like it was a down year. It's not like there aren't a lot of really good teams that ran well on the state meet course. We just had that kind of day, and it just goes to prove to you um, how good you young ladies are as runners. Hey, just for the record, I don't want to go backwards, but Tillery's pretty sick of being fifth place at the state meet. We've been pretty consistently fifth for a while now, uh, Coach. Fifth, sixth, fifth, and fifth the last four years, if anyone's keeping count at home. Hey, real quick, want to show you what you ladies are capable of coming back next year and doing. Uh, we won't have Haley coming back. Hopefully Haley's running cross-country on another team uh, in college. But our projected places back for next year, Izzy 13, 
Caroline 16, Rachel 17, Ava 23, and Ashley 31, Rachel Sexton 39. I'll take that. If I can sign up for it right now, please produce the paper. I will sign it in blood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I mean, even with the talent that's coming up, I mean, it's, it's going to be a, a good mix. Uh, quick math there is 100 points. I will take that all day long, folks. Hundred point. Give me, give me one hundred points at a state meet, and I'm a happy guy. Absolutely. So uh, definitely headed to uh, the podium, uh, guys and girls next year. That's the expectation. Uh, runner of the week, we can't pick one. Sorry, everybody ran their best. Same on the deal. Right day. Yep. Um, nobody's effort was more valuable than another person's. There, um, I don't think they achieve what they achieve in any way, shape, form, or fashion without each other. Yeah, totally. Um, it has to be another one of these group awards, and I think it's just appropriate because that's the thing that we talk about all the time is that cross-country is actually a team sport, that team is better than me, not just in sports but in life. And when you produce a team effort like that, calling out one individual seems a little silly, actually. Yeah, doesn't seem right. <laughs> we know I'm sitting here, and, and you guys can't really see what we're, we're at the ping-pong table again, but uh, these guys got their computers. I'm on the iPad, and... And we talked about this earlier. Scott used to post like individual pictures of athletes after the state meet and like it's team shots. And like the girl shot are all you that came on the spirit bus to watch. You guys don't know how much that means. I've obviously I've raced some Ironmans. I've done some longer races. I know Zach has too. Coach, you've run some marathons. And even in short races, there's always a dark spot where the pain mm-hmm. sets in and it's that, you know, that deep dark hole you go into that hurts really bad. When you just got one person there just kind of lifting you up, that's all you need sometimes. Just that, and, and you guys that came over and were on the side of the course, I don't think you understand how important piece of the puzzle you are. Um, thanks to my wife, Michaela Tillery. Thanks to Fran uh, Erickson for riding the spirit buses over. Um, thank you to all the parents that came over to watch the race. But I don't think you all understand how big of a piece of the puzzle you are. Um, you're enormous. And that camaraderie is what actually everybody's going to end up remembering at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that makes uh, high school sports so special, and especially high school cross country, and especially without trying to beat our own chest, the, the, the atmosphere that our kids create for our particular team where we're all genuinely excited for one another. And when we yell and scream and all that sort of stuff, we're not just trying to be obnoxious. It's because the kids genuinely care about each other. And it's one of the things that some of the best athletes in the country miss a little bit when they get to college. Because in college, the level of kind of competition steps up quite a bit. There's not nearly as many people on your team. There's not nearly as as many friends and family. It's much more about performance than it is about sort of this genuine bonding and pulling together. And that's not true of every single, you know, college program, but the atmosphere does change a little bit different. So this is a special time in your lives, um, young people, and everybody who is there to participate and make it special, um, we're just so proud of you. We hope you'll remember it until you're, like, old and gray. And hopefully, you know, one of the points of you all being there, too, is it's like, I want me some of that right there. I want, I want... To be that kid that steps on the course, that puts on that uniform, that represents my school that way, that my friends are willing to get up on a Saturday morning and be at a bus at 5 a.m. in the cold to come cheer me on kind of kid. So, And, and I, I know there's other teams out there that, I mean, we're the talk. And not because of how good we ran, but because of that, come on. Uh, uh, well, how we treat each other. We're, yeah, we're sitting there. We've got the biggest team out there. We've got the most fans out there, hands down. And everybody out there running in West gear, cheering them on, acting crazy. I mean, those I are love the it. kids. Yeah, those, some of those other teams are sitting there like, why can't we have that? But they could. And they could. They just got to commit to each other. Exactly. You know, um, and but we do you know, that. Scott, when Scott came on board, he really helped foster that big time in our, our program. And uh, not that, you know, not that I didn't have that type of thing. I, I've always been a family-oriented person um, just because I was lucky enough in my collegiate career to have people that treated me that way, and I saw the value in it. You just, as the head coach, Clayton, it's harder for you to run around and act like a 
three-year-old the way that I do. <laughs> you do a good job of being a three-year-old. Yeah. I'm, I'm always going to be like a three-year-old. Fran Erickson the other day was asking me, it's like, are you ever going to grow up? And I said, I sure hope not. Yeah, no. <clears throat> Meet a champion yesterday. He's kicking a toilet, roll of toilet paper at the kids in the tent. Yeah. Like, what were you doing? It, it was hacky, I don't want to know. It was hacky good. sack with toilet paper, coach. So, uh, yeah, you guys, awesome season. I know we're going to recount a lot of this at our banquet on Tuesday night, 7 o'clock over at Lanier Technical College. Um, we're looking forward to seeing everyone. And I don't know, you, you look at certain seasons and you're like, oh, this was a good team. And, you know, I enjoyed – like it's going to be a hard night because we're going to lose some seniors that are just really, really good people. And uh, we're going to lose a couple parents that have been really big parts of our program. And that's kind of the hard part that you guys don't see. You all float in and out of that room, and us as coaches, like we're already talking about what we want to do next year. We're already talking about the possibilities of things that we could accomplish as a group. And, you know, I, know I, I got a feeling here, I think next week we're going to meet and actually plan out next year why everything's fresh in our minds and, and refine the things that we feel like we can do better as coaches and, and things we can do better for parents and, and things we can do better for the athletes. But um, this, this is a really special group, not only for what they were able to accomplish, but just how they treated each other. Yeah, um, I've been here now for six years and by far my best season ever in terms of just feeling like our team environment was exactly what you'd hope for. We had so little drama and everybody has drama in their lives. All the adults at this table, at the ping pong table, have drama in their lives. It's not unusual for teenagers to have lives that are, are complicated and, and full of anxiety and lots of things going on. But when we came together as a team, that stuff's melted away a lot for the kids on the team, for the coaches. We sent out those uh, uh, race recaps every week, and we asked a question like, how are you feeling about your life? Are you feeling like good and whole? Or are you feeling a little tired? Are you feeling sort of worn out and miserable, like at home, at school, you know, at practice? And we were so proud as coaches that consistently throughout a really long season, yes, with everything going on in these kids' lives, that they consistently rated their time at practice as one of the times when they felt most whole and good. And if we can be that for these young people – which makes their whole high school experience and the whole time when they're trying to grow up and make it through that time when they're you know, trying to mature and figure out what they want to be as people. If West Cross Country can be that for you, whether you're on our state team or this is your first year trying cross country, that's, that's the kind of environment that we want to build for our, our kids. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is my first year being with West and it's not my first year being with Tillery by any means. Um, but it's it's a different culture. It's a different team. It's a different sport. And the family culture that's been created with this program is just honestly unbelievable because being somebody that has come from a program like this to a college program, like you were saying, it's, it, it is different. I don't care what you say. It's going to be different. And there's going to be things that you like. There's going to be things that you don't like. Um, but being coming from a program like this allows you to deal with that situation a whole lot better. And it's allowed me to be able to join communities, uh, not just in cross country, but ones that are like the community that we have here. And so be proud of where you're at and love what you do and love where you're going to go because this is something that you don't get to just hang on to for only four years, you know, so keep it up. Yeah, I came home very, very content that day just with what we had accomplished and, and more importantly, how everybody acted towards each other and, and uh, supported each other. Uh, again, from the parents down, parents, people that came over on the spirit bus, the athletes, obviously they're the focus of the attention because that's what we're there for that day. Um, and, and you guys, you guys are our coaches. We have a phenomenal coaching staff. Um, I don't make decisions by myself. Uh, I personally believe I, if I do that, I make poor decisions um, and being surrounded by such good people, it just makes things a lot easier. So real quick, uh, that's our wrap-up of the state meet. We're going to talk real quick uh, and briefly uh, just highlight what happened yesterday at the Meet of Champions. If you don't know what that is, about the top 
20 teams in the state get invited to go down to Fayetteville to was it Heritage Christian Church. They have a nice course down there. Fun to watch them run around, and they have a big meet. All classifications, and everybody showed up. It was it was a good field, um, and uh, we did pretty good. Six and six. Guys were six. Girls were six. Which reinforces a little bit of that merge deal because you're trying to compare different races on different days and different conditions. So I think we solidified this idea that when you start looking toward the upper echelon teams in the state of Georgia, regardless of classification, that we're smack dab up at the top. Yeah. Great race at Cheshire. Just real quick, who led each team? Reese Cato uh, finished 26, ran 16-23. In a race that had some really interesting dynamics, how it played out up front. But a great job by Reese uh, Haley Tillery, 38th, 1929. PR coach. She's a gamer. PR city. I was, <laughs> I, I got back over to the finish line from over by the lake and uh, uh, coaching the rest of the team. And I actually missed the finish of this one, as usual. And I heard somebody yell Haley, and I kind of looked and watched. I'm like, oh, that's got to be a Haley from another team because there's no way she got here that fast. Um, a lot of times in races, we don't really – have an idea of what's going on time-wise for coaching that place mechanism of cross-country, uh, which makes cross-country great, in my opinion. Uh, place is greater than pace. Um, and, yeah, she ran 1929. Pretty happy about that. And then uh, later in the day, we had a bunch of guys who wanted to run. Uh, so they uh, ran the USATF 15-18 to 18 association meet, and those guys actually got second to an all-star Hall County Lanier yeah. track club team, which is that's the purpose of those meets is to be that way. We actually just ran kids from our team and uh, Logan Cotton led the boys to second place finish running 1728. Yeah. And Brian Bell was a step behind him and actually ran her his fastest time of the year. So Brian just keeps getting better. There we are. (laughs) So great job guys. Glad you did that. One more cross country meet on the horizon. Uh, That's going to be November uh, 24th. Uh, We've got about 15 of you signed up to go up to McAlpine Speedway up in uh, Matthews, North Carolina, right outside of Charlotte. Uh, we're going to run one last postseason meet, have some fun, be a little relaxed atmosphere. There are no team awards there. I believe they do piece together kids from states and, you know, hey, this state did this or that state did that. But uh, you don't run as a team. Um, basically, you go up there and you enter as an individual and there's different races for everything. I know Reese Cato is going to race in the boys' championship race, which – that's the big boys. Yeah, There's going to be some guys in there running in the 14s. Yeah, so. and as a reminder to our kids who are running, you can't run in your team uniform at that meet. Absolutely. I think most of y'all race this weekend. If you race one of those races, uh, the girls raced in a special edition green unicorn squad jersey, <laughs> which, by the way, at the meet of champions, they did win the unofficial some guy came up, took their pictures. You, you guys won the jersey contest. So <laughs> best picture ever on social media of the girls with their little unicorn horns. Unicorn squad. Yeah, and guys, in honor of Veterans Day, happy Veterans Day to all our veterans out there. We love and appreciate you. Um, we rocked the stars and stripes yesterday. Team America, they couldn't let down uh, America. No, they looked pretty good. Uh, someone texted me earlier, said the uh, mile split article is about to go up on uh, the website and it's going to feature a picture of our guys no team team america love it old red white and blue so uh yeah we're excited about that future of the podcast where we're going with this we'll probably sit down in a couple weeks after foot locker and kind of recap that and let you guys know what happened there but um every couple weeks i think guys we're still going to get together and we'll talk winter training and and what we need to do and uh, we'll have uh, solidified our uh, our track schedule, so we'll talk through some of that and kind of plans looking towards that. So, uh, speaking of winter training, Scott, you want to kind of cover that? Yeah. So, little little precursor to here's here's what's coming down the pike. We're going to try to be a little bit more organized and system in terms of uh, what we want our training schedule to look like over the winter time, because this is one of those times to where if you want to make big gains. This is when you can do it. And it goes back to the same fundamentals that we always talk about in terms of consistency. So, you know, after we take our two-week break, some of you have already completed your two-week break. It's time to get back to to running. We're going to build back up to some good-sized mileage to work on your uh, aerobic uh, development because that's always most important with young people. But we also want to make you better athletes. 
So we're going to try to prioritize doing things like hills because that's the same as being in the weight room. We want you in the weight room. We're going to uh, prioritize body weight kind of things because we want you to be stronger, more resilient, and to be able to do more work. We're going to work on some short sprinting, not huge workouts, but just trying to work to get you more explosive, get that turnover going to where when it comes time for track season, you're going to have that gear that you want and that you're looking for for next season. So start wrapping your, uh, wrapping your minds around the idea that we're going to get back into the groove and that the gains that you're going to make this winter are going to really pay off for you in track season and again for next cross country. Probably right after Thanksgiving break, Zach, I think you're ready to get things going with Coach Z in the weight room. Yes. I'm correct there. Definitely. So Coach Tyler will put some things out about meeting him at the weight room. We're Tuesday, Thursdays at 6.30 in the morning. Um, We'll set up some afternoon runs at least three afternoons a week. Uh, We'll meet on Saturdays to run just because I need you guys to help get Coach Tillery back in a little bit of shape. And I like running in the winter. So uh, we'll get back to doing our long runs on Saturdays. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, So one other shout-out, too, just to to start getting this on your schedules. Typically we aren't huge fans of racing out of the season because we think you've only got so many, like, on-the-mat efforts, you know, in, in a calendar year. But during the winter is a really good time for you guys to do some racing because it, it will encourage you to do the same thing that you need to do in training. So, Thanksgiving, there's a lot of half marathons out here. A ton. Guys, this would be perfect for you to be able to get in a long run. I'm not saying you have to race it, but to get a 13-mile long run in, perfect for your development over the winter time. Go sign up for a local half marathon somewhere. Go run 13 miles with your buddies. There's probably one right down here on the Greenway you can get in. won't cost you an arm and a leg. If there's a 10K out there or a five-mile race somewhere, great way for you to get like a tempo, a long tempo workout in without it having to feel like a workout because, you know, there's a start line and there's a finish and there's more people running fast. And that way it's a great way to disguise some things that you can do in workouts that will help your development over the long term. So start looking at your schedule. Don't do it by yourself. Go grab your buddies. Go grab your, your girlfriends. And go find a couple of races that you can mix into your schedule over the winter that will keep you motivated, wanting to train, and then we'll disguise some things that we want to do as workouts anyway. I like I like running fun races. I mean, just like, you know, it's all they got cool gear that you get afterwards or there's something cool that happens afterwards uh, that you get, like hot chocolate, 15K, 5K, that's in February, early February. Um, no, y'all may not be doing that because of track, but like – Bald Buster, um, that's a good Brown one. You get some, get some, oh, crazy yeah. get some hill workout in that. Five k straight uphill. Yeah, then you get, a, yeah, then you get lots of climbing. I've afterwards. Yeah. So I mean, like that's fun. a fun one. As long as you don't get snowed out. Hey, speaking of oh, that, one real do. quick shout out. This was completely unplanned. So one of the parents of of uh, some athletes that are on our team that were super important to the development early in the stage is the Gibsons. So Jim Gibson oh, yes. has been doing all these crazy mud runs forever. Tough yeah. Well, in Atlanta this weekend was something called the toughest mutter, which is you do this thing round the clock without stopping, regardless of the time, temperature, conditions. Craziness. Craziness, like throwing yourself off a 50-foot cliff in 27 degrees into water. He managed to complete 50 miles in this deal as an over 50-year-old guy. And there were a lot of people, they were carting off to the hospital with hypothermia and all that other sort of stuff. So shout out to Jim Gibson. Good on you, Jim. Good for, on you. For making 50 miles in the toughest That's mutter. A, You're the toughest mutter I know, Jim. Heck yeah. I think he, he was ninth uh, overall for 50 plus. Wow. Like he's, I mean, that's real deal. Those I was guys are tough as keeping nails. up with that. That was nuts. That's a tough family. Oh, all yes. together. Yeah. Those guys, they all got three of them ran for me. So they're, they're good kids. Any final thoughts, guys? Well, I'm, Coach, I'm not going to be at the banquet. I think I've said as many words of wisdom as I can possibly cram into this podcast. Um, I just would like to say thank you um, to the kids who let me be part of their life, um, the families. I'm getting a little emotional, but I don't get to see you in a couple of days, but it's not because I wish it to be that way. I'm going to be you know, on the road for work, and I can't do anything about that, but I will miss you. Dang, Coach, don't do that to I me. I know. Yeah, it's, it's, oh. to, Tuesday night is going to be a rough night for me because I've watched some of these kids grow up since they were six, seven. Michaela, Mallory, Haley, I've got pictures on my phone of them when they were little. And uh, Joseph Sexton when he weighed like 28 pounds. Thanks thanks to Dave Erickson for 
taking on a junior club for us. And, uh, yeah. How about you? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be emotional for sure. I mean, it's going to be this way every, every year, you know, this is yeah. the time of year where we got to say goodbye and we get to say hello, you know? So, um, getting to see Haley, I've known her was two years old, Hannah before she was even born and, um, being able to see Haley graduate, that's, I mean, it's going to be nuts. And then my cousin. Logan, yeah, you got a cousin graduating. Uh, you know, he's a senior this year, so this is his last year. So it's been a complete honor, complete blessing to be able to be a part of these kids' lives and, and be able to coach and just be a small part. It's going to be fun. We're not going to try to do a whole lot of talking because I'm not sure I'm going to be able to. Yeah, no, keep it short. But, uh, <laughs> hey, one more shout-out to a parent that works really hard for our program, does a lot for us. Sean Mulhall, we appreciate you, buddy. You're always hauling around those tents. I know Dave had an issue with his banner for the Junior Wolverines. You gladly grabbed it, and you're going to get thing worked on. But uh, we appreciate all you do. Tent crew, your money every week. We appreciate you. Thanks for working so hard this season. Uh, keep up with us on Instagram, WFHSXC. We'll be posting some stuff from Foot Locker on the 24th. Twitter, WFHSCC. Uh, the Remind, we're going to keep that. And probably what I'll do here in the next few days is actually do a distance remind. Just kind of move you guys over. Um, not everybody runs track in the spring. So uh, any of you folks that are not doing winter sports and are getting ready for something, if you're running, going to play lacrosse or you're going to play baseball or whatever it is you're going to do in the spring, good luck to you. But keep coming out and working out with us this winter. Keep making yourself better. I know I talk to the lacrosse coaches all the time. We have a really good relationship with them. Keep coming out. Be ready to go out there and kick butt because when you're kicking butt, we're still really proud of you no matter what you're doing. So, uh, again, we're going to keep the podcast rolling a little bit here. Our email is wfhspodcast at gmail.com. We're going to leave one of my favorite songs. It's by the Foo Fighters and uh, it's for our seniors. <laughs>